<laughs> mission. Nope. This Try week, again. Start have, over. <laughs> we have Southside Office of Concern. Uh, we have uh, Kristen Birchold and Belinda Young of Southside Office of Concern. That's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. So what's the story behind the name? Um... I don't know that there really is much of a story. We're actually, and, and this is kind of, not a whole lot of people know this, but we're in the process of re- go, going through a rebranding process. Huh. And we'll be changing our name oh. uh, because it really just doesn't fit who we are or what we do anymore. We serve a four-county area. We have very little presence on the south side of Peoria. Um, it kind of speaks to our roots of a food pantry and a church basement, but not really who we are now because we really are a growing, innovative organization so more on that maybe we can come back on and announce our name at some point in time we're not there yet though no no problem absolutely so what is Southside of office of concern um primarily what we do is permanent supportive housing basically our whole model is take take folks that are homeless off the street put them into permanent homes and then provide whatever level of support they need to stay there for a lot of folks it's help managing a mental illness or some kind of other disabling condition Um, We actually own and operate 148 units of housing. We are one of the largest supportive housing providers in downstate Illinois. Hmm. And really what what differentiates us from other organizations is there are a lot of great organizations in our community, Southside Mission being one of them, that serve the homeless population in other ways. But we're really the only ones that are ending homelessness by taking people off the streets and putting them in homes. Uh, Hmm. We house something like 230 people last year. Wow. People that would otherwise be homeless. Families, veterans. four and, counties, you said? Yes, yes. So what counties are you in? Peoria, Tazewell, Woodford, and Fulton. Okay. And how long have you guys been around? Uh, 30, it'll be 35 years next year. Very cool. How long have you been with them? I have been with the organization almost two years now. And Belinda, how long have you been with them? Um, about five months. <laughs> five months? Yes. That's, that's short. And the new one. What's your favorite part of your job so far? Um, just getting out with the community, talking to people, and that's always been my thing anyway. Yeah. Um, so I like being an advocate for the people and, and just talking. Yeah, um, Belinda's actually part of, I don't know how long ago we actually started, um, about six months ago. Mm-hmm. We were recruited by List to lead a new project that's really very different from anything we've done before. Um, but to lead community development areas in the Richland neighborhood of East Peoria. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the area, but it's kind of surrounded by, by a f- cat facilities, <laughs> okay. um, a water treatment plant. It's kind of a geographically isolated community um, that is demographically comparable to the south side of Peoria. Not a lot of people even realize that. Uh, the difference being that just, there aren't any social services in that neighborhood. So... LISC had a real interest in helping the neighborhood and improving the quality of life in the neighborhood, and so we were recruited to lead that project. So what will that look like? Well, it's got a number of components, one being the hiring of a full-time community organizer, Belinda, (laughs) which is Belinda, and she's a resident of the neighborhood and knows it well. Um, The project has several components, one being a a home improvement. Uh, We've got five hundred thousand dollars to invest in the aging stock uh the aging housing stock in the neighborhood over the next two years um we're real excited that that project's going to be starting soon we've got i think three houses ready to go um are doing things like new new roofs windows siding yes that kind of thing wow 
Um, that and can then make a big difference. Yes. And then five more houses in the process getting pretty close to start. Yes. So how does a house qualify for help? It's income-based as well as uh, family owner-occupied. Okay. We started off owner-occupied, but what we found is a lot of residents in that area um, live in a family home. You know, it's going to be their home, but not at this time. A family member still owns that, maybe oh. a grandparent or a parent. Okay. So we found that that kind of better fit the needs, and we're taking up to 15 to 20 applications. Right now, you know, we have eight that have uh, qualified and hope that more will come on board and, and want to sign up when they see the construction starting on the houses. So what's your job description? Well, I go out in the neighborhood and I take applications from, from the residents. Uh, we start off with a pre-application, and that just kind of sees if they are going to qualify. And then we do the full application with all the legal documents as well and see if um, it's a good fit for them and, and what their needs are. So what does qualifying mean just in the very front part? Well, one, one of the things that we've ran across is they, they need to have insurance. They need to have homeowner's insurance, okay. and they need their taxes to be current. Okay. Um, one of the things that we are seeing is that that's been a struggle. So we've tried to do some leveraging and working with other agencies to get them qualified even. Sure, sure. Yeah. So tell us your story. You, I think you have a story behind what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean... I've I've lived in the Richland area my my whole life with the exception of moving away for a while, raising my children partway, moving back in to help take care of my mother when my dad passed away, and uh, just been a real advocate for that area. There's a stigma on the Richland area. Um, a lot of people from East Peoria look at it as, you know, like the river part, and um, even... even um, other people kind of think that, you know, it's not a desirable area. I have always been an advocate for the area. I think that it's a great area. You know who your neighbors are for the most part and just want it to be better. So is that what they consider the bottoms? Yes. Okay. Yes, so. they call it the bottoms. Um, to me, that's another thing. I feel like bottoms isn't a bad thing. I feel like that, you know, it's been that way for years and, even as a child, we had little Richland Bottom or Bottom Bombers T-shirts, and I mean, you know, sure. you make what you do of it. So it was more the River Bottoms than yeah, anything. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, I'm fine with that too. They changed the name to Richland Farms. We're not a farm area. We don't have <laughs> it doesn't make sense <laughs> so, anymore. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're hoping to change it to Richland Neighborhood and leave it at that. And uh, I'm proud of the area, and, and I wanted to see it do better. That's great. So is the owner occupancy big down there or is it more investment homes? Um, it, it is a large portion. Uh, I would say probably 35% owner occupied. Okay. And the other are landlord, you know, tenant owned. So, Which so, is a little bit higher than what the Peoria area has because Peoria has a fairly large yes. rental market. Uh -huh. Yes. We have a huge rental market. But... Mm -hmm. um, if somebody wants to buy one of the houses, mm -hmm. so would they maybe be able to apply afterwards? <laughs> I'm just thinking of, you know, all these houses that are on the market and, you know, people don't have the money to buy them. So it's just something maybe you guys can think about if someone were to get in there, but maybe they're not going to buy it because 
because it needs some work yeah but maybe they have that opportunity afterwards i don't know yeah. there's not a lot of homes down there for sale at this time um we're we're not sure what phase two is going to look like but we hope that there is a phase two okay and that we're going to write for that and and meet some of the other needs so we're not sure what that's going to look like at this point we're also trying to help some of the families that for some reason don't qualify have make just a little bit too much income or 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 their property taxes are in arrears Mm -hmm. we're working with united way to get some skilled volunteers and, and do some work on the homes that don't sure. qualify for the for the home repair funding, but finding other ways to help the neighborhood too. The other kind of two big pieces of this project is number one, um, helping organize the neighborhood leadership and build leadership capacity. Uh, we've also put together an advisory board of like key stakeholders from the community, and Belinda yes. can tell you a little bit more about that. Who's who's part of that group? And okay, well, it's. Um, basically made up from city stakeholders, you know, people in the area that are interested in making a difference. Um, We come together once a month and try to envision what it's going to look like and what we can do to make it better. Sure. Um, They have a vested interest and it's nice because, you know, they're in the position to where they can help and, and want to. Sure. So we also have a neighborhood committee uh, from the residents down there and it's a group of nine come together and do some things like we um, created an event party in the park and we held that on the 29th of July and it was just getting the community out everybody in the Richland area come down to the park we had a cookout we did hot dogs hamburgers we had some uh, door prizes and and raffles well not really raffles we just kind of called out sure. numbers and everybody got a prize pretty much and it was a good time by all we how was the turnout house. Um, it was really good. We had over 200 people. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was real nice, and everything was free. Turnout. So, yeah, we had a dunk tank and a bouncy house and games for the kids and some games for the adults even. That's great. Yeah. Did you get any feedback from that? Um, we have, yeah. I've got a lot of feedback, and everybody's kind of wanting to do it again. And, and our next event, you know, is some volunteering, but we also would like to hold a, uh, a neighborhood garage sale. Oh, sure. And that's from some of the committee members as well. So what flipped the switch for you? I mean, you're kind of a tenant of your family, right? Mm-hmm. But what flipped the switch from just being somebody that was there to wanting to get active in the? Well, I think I've always been a little outspoken and advocate for, for people who may not speak up. And, and I'm interested, you know, I, I want to make a difference. So... Um, this position came available and I kind of looked at it and sat back for a while and, and then I said, you know what, I could make a difference and I really want to do that. So, so I did, I came on board and, um, there's been some struggles and, you know, some things that are obstacles from residents, you know, that have, have been, are not trusting now because of past experiences, you know, down there, the, the city's coming in and doing some code violations right now for a lot of things that um, have been that way for a long time. And, you know, they've never really done anything before, and now they are. So there's just obstacles. But we're hoping that everything will get moving along and and look real good and be great for the residents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys said you have a volunteer opportunity coming up too? 
August 18th. Okay. We're having, um, we're going to do some painting and cleaning of the inside of the community center. Okay. We're going to do a cleanup along Center Street and get some of the garbage and debris cleaned up there. And then also we hope to do a uh, porch roof. If we have some skilled laborers, we're going to get a porch roof done for somebody that didn't qualify for um, the program. Okay. So you m maybe need some volunteers out there that might be able to help you with that? That would be great, yes. Okay. Especially contractors, right? Yes, <laughs> roofers. <laughs> August 18th is a big volunteer day, and then we'll have another big crew of volunteers as part of United Way Day of Caring on September 8th. Yes. So we're working on projects okay. for that, too. Um, just some just general neighborhood beautification. We've talked about doing some public art projects. We put a coat of paint on the community center building. Mm -hmm. It went from a dismal beigey gray. It was basically the same color as the parking lot. Mm -hmm. um, now it's a bright blue with a pretty yellow door, and the kids have painted put put colorful handprints on it. So just doing some things like that to improve the neighborhood. We're working on some recycling events. If you drive through the neighborhood, there's lots of tires and people have TVs in their backyard and, and getting, you know, some of that stuff cleaned up. That's very cool. So we're here with Southside Office of Concern with Blendy Young and Kristen Birchtold. And um, again, define for me real quick, what's the definition of what Southside, or Southside Meth? Office, office of concern. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing two in a row, so here we go. Give us a real definition of what it, Southside Office of Concern is. Well, like I said, we're an agency that has been around for 35 years. Um, our primary focus in the past has been has been helping people that are homeless, mm -hmm. um, which is all about safety and affordable housing, and that's kind of what led us to this project when we were asked to take it on. You know, we thought about it. It's kind of outside of our scope, but we're known as an organization that gets things done in the community, and, and we were asked to do it, and we decided that it did fit. Awesome. How so, many houses do you guys have available right now for the homeless? Like, what, what's your capacity? What do you guys have available? We own and operate 148 units of housing stock okay. in, a, in, a, in a number of different configurations. We have one complex that's just for homeless families um, or couples. Um, others, New Hope Apartments, which is, is located right downtown Peoria, corner of Jefferson and Fayette, and the old YWCA building that sits right on 74 there. Mm -hmm. That's 83 apartment units for individuals. Um, who are homeless before they moved in, single adults, and also have some type of disabling condition. Okay. Um, to be honest with you, we really don't have vacancies. Um, there is such a need in this community, and there are some. There are enough homeless people that 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 when somebody, you know, our whole goal is to provide the support to help them stay in their home, but ultimately the goal is to help these families get self-sufficient enough to move on to other permanent housing so sure. so when we turn a unit over there's already always somebody to come right back in mm -hmm. um our vacancies are very very low and and they don't last long long enough to you know what i mean get a place cleaned up maybe do some minor repairs and then we have another another individual or family in there right away and aren't you guys one of few two that house couples Yes. I feel like they're usually separated, right? Yes. Men and yes. women. Yes. Um, last summer we opened um, <clears throat> an expansion to our Glendale Commons development, which was our development for families um, that included the addition of a 14-unit apartment building that w is, is honestly the only facility in our community 
for homeless couples. So yeah, up until that opened, people had to be separated, which didn't make sense. It's not a good use of community resources, and you're splitting up families, which you don't want to do anyway. And right. So how else can people help? How can they help? We can always use volunteers, um, particularly with all of our efforts down in Richland. Um, volunteer groups, we've got a lot of those coming now as part of the United Way campaign, but but we can use those throughout the year. Um, and then you had a really cool fundraiser last year. Well, was it technically this year? In it was January. technically this year. It was in January. <laughs> yeah. So will you be doing really, that again? Really, Absolutely. Would, really cool being the Yeah, outfit. yeah. It was really, yeah, really cool. Yeah. Yes, we will. We're still working on a date. It was Gimme Shelter, and the whole, the whole premise was um, we had, I think we ended up with 58 people who spent the night outside the Peoria Civic Center in a cardboard refrigerator box from 5 p.m. on Friday evening until 5 a.m. on Saturday morning. Um, as a way to, number one, build awareness of homelessness as an issue in a community, and it is, and to just give people just a little taste of what it might like, what it's like to be homeless in the heart of a central Illinois winter. Um, Everybody that participated raised $1,000 for the privilege of spending the night outside. It was wildly successful. So we're definitely doing it again, Um, pulling a committee together to start working on that really, really soon. We're looking at dates. So I don't know exactly when it's going to be, but it will happen again for sure. So what what did you guys end up raising from that event? Um, I think we... Ended up, we set a goal of $50,000. I think we ended up somewhere around 60, can't give you the exact number, 63000 which is fabulous. Yeah. yeah. And the costs for you guys to run that event, was that much? Well, pretty minimal. Um, I know we, you got the boxes donated, right? Yep. Sherman's provided all That's the right. boxes. Um, refrigerator had, boxes, right? Huh? Refrigerator <laughs> boxes. The expenses were really bar- pretty low. We bought everybody T-shirts, and we had a really nice, warm, catered breakfast in the morning, hot, lots of hot coffee, and um, but everything else was donated. I think our expenses were under $3,000, which They're is great. pretty amazing. That's that's a great so, fundraiser. The fundraisers are hard. I mean, you know this. and So it's like, how do you get funds raised with minimal and then plus time, right? Because committees and everything are it's a lot of work it is it is it's it's a great fundraiser for us because it's tied so closely to who we are and what we do you know you can have a a gala or a, some kind of a fancy dinner but that doesn't Everybody really does speak or, right right or a run everybody's doing right that. right Everybody but does this, run. this was really tied to what we did and it was yeah. really fabulous it brought I mean, we got tons of media attention, I think, because it was unique and it was different. And I remember seeing all kinds. We were I all over the place. just got back from my mission trip because I really wanted to do it, mm-hmm. but I had just gotten back like the day before, and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't go from <laughs> living on without water and electricity to staying in a box <laughs> in the freezing cold. The Haiti to winter here in Peoria, no, it wasn't happening. So I apologize for that, but I thought it was an awesome event, and I watched and supported um, all the Facebook posts, which were great, talking about it, because I know um, Zach Taylor was there. Not Zach Taylor. Um, I'm sorry, with Keller Williams. Oh, <clears throat> Zach Baker. Zach yeah. Baker. 
Zach Baker was on a lot, and so was uh, Ryan Tucker, and, and it was just interesting. I know Jeff Griffin was there, too, and those posts were fun to watch. It was a lot of fun. It was a great event. I, I It's been a long time since, I can't even remember the last time I stayed up all night, but I can tell you I was a heck of a lot younger. It took mm-hmm. me a couple days to recover after <laughs> it was all over, because I didn't sleep. I mean, everybody else at some point went to sleep, but I was in charge, and I, I don't know. I just I just couldn't lay down and go to sleep. What if something would happen? So I was up all night. I bet. But still a very cool, unique event um, that you guys did. And I'm glad it was a success for you. And I look forward to hearing when the next date is. Yeah, it was. It really brought a lot of attention to the issue of homelessness. We, you know, we also did a series of educational sessions um, around different topics regarding homelessness, homelessness and families, homelessness and veterans, you know, how the community as a whole is dealing with the issue. And that was really good, too. They were really well attended. Are we making strides for the homeless in Peoria? I think we are. I think we are. Um, You know, our veteran homelessness is nearly non-existent now, which is fabulous. I mean, that's kind of been a focus area across the country federally is to end veteran homelessness, and and, and we're there. Um, I think the next focus area is going to be they're really seeing huge increases in what they call homeless youth, which is not children per se, but it's it's the ages of 18 to 23, you know. Um, a lot of kids getting out of foster care, not being equipped with the skills to be on their own. You know, at 18, you're done and, and are ending. So that'll be our next focus area. Well, so yes. what's your website, contact information if somebody wants to volunteer or just wants to know more about you? Sure. Um, you can find all the information on our website, which is www.ssocpeoria.org for now until we change your name. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, can also just call our office, which is, is 674, what is it? 7310. Yes. Very cool. This awesome. has been awesome. So anything else that you want to share or ask for help with or just make an awareness? Well, one thing that we are having trouble um, has been kind of an obstacle for us. The the people who don't qualify for the program, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like a back porch. We're doing a back porch, hopefully, with the 18th or the 8th. And it's a cement porch. The woman, you know, just about falls off the porch. And we're just going to cover that with wood, we hope to. Okay. You know, where we're going to get the funding for the wood, we're not sure. Just things like that, when we go to do a volunteer project, sometimes we don't have the materials, and we, and we struggle there. So, so materials is something yeah, else that you yes. guys are in need of? Building yes. materials, lumber, um, <clears throat> you know. Cash is always good, too, because we can buy what we need, right. obviously. Yes. Do you have somebody planning out that work as far as how to cover it and... Um, well, right now we're just in the early stages of it. Um, we're going out, we're taking pictures, we're looking at the measurements. And then that way, when that day comes a little closer, which I guess it is next week, um, we'll hope to have the measurements already and know what, you know, what size pieces of wood we need and nails or screws and, and that kind of thing. Okay. So So we have roofing tiles that was donated to us. Um, we're getting ready to put a storage container down there at the community center. So we have uh, four square of um, roofing tiles. So that's something that's going to help also. So if somebody wants to help out and be a good neighbor, 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty important for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the area that we're talking about is right near the new Levy District in East Peoria. Correct. Just yes, it's right behind SEFQ. Right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, any other ways that you can think of that people can help? Um, just volunteering. Volunteering. Yeah. yeah. So do you have a website, in, or on your website, does it have an application where someone could apply to be a volunteer, or they just call you? Um, there's volunteer information on our website. It kind of all comes through me, so you can just reach out to me. Okay. So, so how did you get started in all of this? As far as being a vol- being a, a person at Southside, at Southside, being a fundraiser or be- <laughs> your job, my job. Yeah. Well, I have a marketing background, um, and and I don't know. You know, back when I went to school, nobody went to school to be a fundraiser, a nonprofit mm-hmm. fundraiser. It really wasn't a thing. Um, but typically, what you see is, oh, you're good at talking to people. You'd be great at this, and you know, you just kind of fall into that role. So I've been in the nonprofit world for, oh, my gosh, a long time, <laughs> 25 years, mm-hmm. um, working for a number of different organizations. I absolutely love the Southside Office of Concern. We really, truly are doing incredible things in this community um, and haven't always done a great job of telling our story. So I'm, I'm trying to fix that and let people know that, you know, what we're doing in the community and what a difference it's making. So what's one of the favorite things about your job? The favorite thing about my job, I mean, you, you you take people who are homeless, and they're not homeless anymore. You can't really, I mean, that affects someone's life in every single way. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being being a, a child and trying to go to school and, and study and succeed, and you don't even know where you're sleeping at night? That just breaks my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You usually can't sleep at night. and yeah. Mm-hmm. So places. I go home every day, and I know that I have made our community a better place. Yeah. And you don't have any better feeling than that. Any stories that you want to share to tell about Southside Office of Concern? Like just a sample story, a success story, if you will. Oh, there are so many, so many. We are actually working with, and this is a good one, um, we're working with a group of of kind of stakeholders in the community, Mm -hmm. Um, local police, fire, ambulance services, the hospital emergency part departments, um, to kind of to work together as a group and, and, and reduce the use of expensive emergency services in our community. Because one thing that happens is if you're homeless, you, those are, that's the way you get help, is through those emergency services. Well, those services cost our community tons of money. Um, so what we're doing is trying to identify the folks that are using those services the most and then sending our homeless outreach team to find them. They identified 39 people in our community that are using these services over and over and over again. Our homeless outreach team has found them all. Great. Housed about half of them already. Um, there's one person who had, I think it was 48 contacts with emergency services in the last calendar year. Um, that's, again, police going to the emergency room, calling an ambulance, all of those things that cost thousands and thousands of so dollars every too. time they happen. We have now housed that individual. He has been in his housing for five months now. He's receiving ongoing medical care for his, his, his medical issues. He had a couple of pretty serious health issues. And in that five months, he hasn't called 
or, or drawn on emergency service once. So those are things that are saving our community a hundred, hundreds of thousands of dollars, in addition to just improving this gentleman's life immeasurably. Right. Yeah, I love the idea of bringing them to where they need to be. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. just more than just putting them in a box and forgetting about it. Well, and the whole, you know, it's really the way we deal with homelessness as a community is changing. What they figured out is people are much better equipped to deal with their issues if they have a roof over their heads. So attaching all kinds of preconditions to housing just doesn't work. People can't get to the place, you know. So the whole point is let's put them in a house and then let's help them deal with their issues. And it's it's incredibly successful our success rate is like 97 percent well that's really good yes. you know 97 percent of the people we put in a house stay there and don't return to homelessness that's great awesome one of the awesome things about Southside office of a concern see it's not me it's not me I got it. No, it's a mouthful, isn't it? We have the world's longest email addresses, too. Oh, wow. Mine is 37 characters long. I counted it. I count mine as the... (laughs) Southsideofficeofconcern.org. Thank you, Kristen and Belinda. Um, Southside Office of Concern. Um, Remind us real quick, what's the website they can check? Mm www.ssocpeoria.org. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, ladies. Thank you. PeoriaLife.com